Bring my drums in, bring my drums in, I bring my drums in, I bring my drums in. Nod your head, come on, I nod your head. I'm gonna do me, check it, yo. We all know that life can get hectic, but if you live in the second, you exist in the present. Three, two, one, can you not slurp? Thank you. Welcome back, everybody, to the White Heart Podcast. We're starting now, Etty, so please don't make any noise. Thank you. <laughs> so I'm here with Etty. Say hello. Say hello. I'm here with Amelia. Hey, hello. Okay. Um, so today's podcast, we're going to talk about uh, being a student, mental health. We're going to touch on depression a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna you... we're just gonna celebrate depression uh, yeah. and shout and yeah. So we're gonna talk about that. And yeah, that's about it. And we'll just sort of talk about your your story as a student and um, and a little bit of mine as well. And we'll just sort of chat about how ours are the same, how it's a bit different. Obviously, for every student, like I said to you before we started. Um, I've never really spoke to anyone else that's been a student and had mental health struggles. So that's going to be quite interesting for me. Which so is like, surprising. Yeah, and I think, but I think that's only that I know of. So like, there will be a lot of people I've met. Ooh. I've just dropped my ring. And I fully take responsibility for that. I'm very sorry. Imagine if I did that. Yeah, you'd be in the shit out. You'd be in the doghouse. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, and yeah, we'll just have a little fun and we'll have a little um, chat at the end. Uh, some fun questions and just chat about life, really. Um, so I guess we'll get started on you. Do you want to just sort of introduce yourself and what you do as a job? I'd quite like to hear a little bit more about it. Obviously, I know, or we know. Um, but yeah, just sort of introduce yourself and talk about what you do and who you are, basically. I'm Amelia. I'm no. 22. I'm a student nurse, student adult nurse, uh, Brooks in my final year. And I have worked as a carer for the elderly since I was 15 years old. Wow. So, That's been very intense. How's, how's that been? Says a long, seven years. It's good maths for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah I'm still working out <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice um, I love my oldies oh, yeah nice. it's my mum's care home so I've literally been she's worked there for like 30 years so that's like my second home yeah I work mm. there and bloody love the old people I love that who yeah. doesn't love a good old person my I grandparents you get are just... some dickheads but oh especially around here if it's around here I, yeah some old people can be right class oh but yeah majority of them angels love them love that nice. right so I just got to ask, what's it like being a nurse at the moment? Because that's something that, like, personally, like, I would never know what that's like. I can never experience, I, me and Etty have never experienced what it's like being a nurse. Mummy and, and daddy are nurses. Huh? Mummy and daddy are nurses. So you're mummy and daddy? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, but they haven't been affected by COVID that much. No. What Continue. kind of nurse are they? Yeah, like, disabilities. Ah, okay. So, yeah. Sorry, thank that's that's, 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 that's a very good field of nursing to be in because there are no disability nurses at the moment. Really? My uni have stopped offering it because no one takes it. Maybe you should go Maybe, into that. Yeah. Mm. Take the family. We'll get a six grand a year grant. No. There you go. Wow. Cheers, Stop. government. I'm thinking, what can I spend six grand on? <laughs> <laughs> what can I waste oh, it on? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so you, what's it like at the moment? Is it quite intense? I can imagine. Um, I mean, so. Student nurses, we split our year between being in uni and going to lectures and mm. seminars, and then we're on placement, which is where we're working alongside a nurse in a hospital or in community or whatever. Um, so I was on the COVID ward a few months ago for eight weeks. That was pretty intense, but also, I don't know, it depends on how you look at it. Some nurses were the mature nurses, so people who have students, students people who have children, uh, they were all kicking off about it, not happy to be going into placement because they didn't want to pass on to their kids. Of course. And there wasn't any like 
we weren't getting paid for it so it was like wow obviously we don't get paid to be on placement so uh, of course yeah that um, didn't clock in my head i was thinking yeah. what do you mean you don't get paid yeah, like, yeah, I, I knew i knew that I like it was a big for your COVID. i paid for oh. the pleasure uh, of <laughs> COVID. COVID. but you you, you haven't caught covid yet which is something I you haven't. mentioned which is crazy to me because obviously being on the covid ward you'd think mm. that you had but no, i know someone that did as well worked on the covid ward and didn't get it mm. well there you go so yeah Maybe i'm the source of the vaccine yeah well there you go We'll keep you. Right, we'll keep you in here. And we'll, we'll charge loads of money for it. Yeah. Use your blood. Um, but yeah, obviously we won't talk about COVID too much because yeah. everyone want, like it's boring, boring now, it's isn't it? Boring. Um, but it has to be. I had to ask because I think it's just like obviously when we were doing back in lockdown, everyone's doing the clap for the NHS and like. Yeah, I never did that. Well, you and you don't have to. You can't clap yourself. Well, I mean, I was clapping for the carers yeah. because carers weren't getting a clap. There you go. There you go. So I was doing that, but after a few weeks I was like this is lame as anything yeah I think it got to the point where it was a bit I don't it's I don't want to sound disrespectful do you think I think I think I from a nurse's a, perspective yeah. my, my, my dad completely was like what the fuck are they doing yeah so why, why do you think that why, do you, why did you felt like it was a bit kicking the teeth for you personally uh, because we weren't being supplied with PPE okay we, because Government. And everyone was clapping you. Uh, so we weren't being supplied with proper PPE. We were going into work, working as normal while everyone's at home on the sofa. Obviously, that wasn't great fun for everyone. No. But, um, yeah, and then on a Thursday, have a clap. Yeah. That's already it's funny. Meme. Quite patronising. Yeah, it's almost like patronising. patronising. Like, oh, cheers. But, yeah. That's all you get. You don't get a Yeah, and I think it was something to do with um, it sort of being a thing, like, in the future... I don't think my dad wanted it to become, you know, you have to have a clap to be recognised, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's just like, in the, yeah. Yeah. I think the idea of it's quite nice. I like the idea. It's a nice yeah. idea. Like, even the lady who started it was like, it was not like meant, meant to be, be nice. This no, yeah. Big, as big as it got. It was, the first few weeks I took part in it and thought it was lovely. Like, yeah. people, the, my mum's care home in Nelson, people would stand in the square and brought out pots and pans and stood and wow. clapped really? at us, which is very nice. Yeah, that that's I, a bit different, I think. Yeah. Rather than just clapping, that's just like who yeah, are we actually clapping, clapping at? Into the valley. Yeah, I mean to be fair, I not I can't lie, I did quite like I did find it quite moving when because obviously I live on a valley, so yeah. you could see people across and everyone was really loud and it was quite yeah. like it felt like we were coming together yeah, a bit yeah. as a community. But that's not really to do with the nurses though. Well, I think that's I what it was more about. Bit. I think. People. It was more of like a spirit lifter yeah, for definitely. the public rather than, yeah, yeah. which is good and it's obviously got its negatives because and it's like. It made you know what time of day and what day of the week it was. Yeah, literally, uh, that's everyone. I mean, I remember hearing the clap, I thought, oh, it must be a Thursday night yeah. at this time. Ready, <laughs> Thursday? I was just on the Xbox, like, Thursday? <laughs> I thought it was Monday. See you next Thursday. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so student nurse, how have you been finding sort of. Because obviously you said you're in third year. Of university, so you're a university student as well as a student nurse. So it's, I feel like being a student nurse is almost like one thing and another, almost. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. I'm a uni student, but there's no way I'm also. A, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a very hard degree to explain to people mm. and to say like, oh, you're a uni student, and they think the stereotypical uni student, but this. It's so much more than that. Bed all day. It's like, yeah, no. We yeah. Can do that. I'd love to do that. Mm. I do do that. Don't be ashamed of doing that because. I love a lion. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't and you were a student, you'd 
you, that's what you pay the money for. But most <laughs> half of the money yeah, is to just the pleasure of sleeping. You do, yeah. Some people are like they'll be at work. Some of my friends will be at work all day, and then they'll I'll see them in the gym, yeah. and they'll be like, "What have you done today?" I'm like, "Not much." To be honest with you, <laughs> I watched a few, a few episodes of this. Uh, I got up at this time, and they're like, "I've been up since five. I'm just like, "Oh," but yeah. So um, I feel, yeah, I feel like being a student nurse is so much more than just being a student. I think that's yeah, definitely. Um, it's not but, an easy thing to do. No, um, and then obviously we'll talk about your mental health um, struggles as being a student because I think that's sort of the main topic of the podcast was I wanted to talk to you about you how you've sort of coped and how the struggles you've had and situations because I just I just want to get as honest as you can possibly be and as honest yeah. as I can be and obviously then Etty you can sort of bring in your experiences with depression and we can talk about that kind of thing um, so mental health and being a student massive mm-hmm. thing at the moment um, I saw uh, so, yeah, and it is becoming bigger, yeah. and we want to be part of that. Obviously, we this um, for the next twelve months. In fact, we've been, we're going to be supporting Student Minds, which is really good. Uh, we're very proud to be doing that and be able to do that. Um, but yeah, I think I saw a stat the other day that um, I think this year already there's something like more student suicides than yeah, deaths, yeah, or something, something, something like, like that. that. And it was it hit me. I was like, no way! Like this this year has barely even begun. And I was thinking that is because I remember my first year at uni. I remember because we get emails. I don't know, but this is quite more uh, quite a horrible thing to talk about. But I think it's quite important mm-hmm. to sort of say uh, we would get emails when when someone would take their own life, and it was quite it was. It was really it's a thing at Bath. Yeah. Like it's not. I've only had two emails from my uni, but I don't know why. Yeah. But I see, think Bath is like a real mm. big place for yeah. suicides. I mean, we had I think. Or just student deaths is the river. Yeah, so that's another thing. We get emails with that as well. Someone died of meningitis as well. Um, but anyway, so uh, the first week, I remember we got at least three or four emails sent someone to, in the first week. Wow. And I was like, whoa, like I was not expecting that. And obviously, mm. at the start of my university life, it was I was loving it. I was actually yeah. I was like, this is great. Like we're just we're chilling. The course isn't even that hard. Like <laughs> I've met loads of new friends. We're playing football, we're having a laugh. Like it was great. But then you, you sort of when you get out of pressures. Yeah, and I think everyone sort of also takes the whole, like, like a lot of people, because the majority of students just uh, have a laugh, piss up, have with their friends, they think yeah. it's the best time ever. But I think it's important for, for those people to uh, sort of see it from our perspective as it's actually a really difficult thing. Yeah, so massive. do you want to sort of take us back to sort of your the beginning of your student time, being yeah. student life, obviously yeah. as a fresher, and how, how you found sort of integrating into university life? Yeah, um, so I... Basically, I've always known I've had depression. I've been very aware of it since I was a child, but I've never done anything about it, really, um, until this year. But we'll get into that. Yeah. Um, so uni started freshers, moved into a flat of all girls, which I've never experienced in my life. I have two brothers. I've always lived with guys, always got on with guys, and moved in with all girls, who had been at two all girls boarding private schools which I did not. Yeah. So that was a massive like shock to the system. And so I think I focused first year on trying to fit in with them and their way of doing things. Like they weren't farmers. Yeah. <laughs> they were posh people. <laughs> so that I think first year was a bit of like a whirlwind of trying to keep up with other people and trying to fit into too many groups that I actually didn't realized in second year i actually don't want to be part of these groups yeah um so yes first year just came and went i had a load of injuries that we won't go into Mm. 
Skull, spikes. Wow. Like, had lots of fun in first yeah. year. Yeah, I don't know about fun, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then, We're second year. <laughs> we move, we yeah. move. Still got a skull. Yeah. Second year was great. Moved in with like all of my best friends that I've made, had a lovely time. And then, halfway into second year, my best friend and me just completely fell out. And oh, wow. that didn't recuperate. So Do you live together? We did live together. Oh, wow. Okay. Our bedrooms are right next to each other. That's intense. And we shared a bathroom. Was it quite a bad falling out? Was it quite a bad falling out? Uh, she spat in my face. Okay. On a night out. And then continued to try and have a fight with me. She was Irish. And so was very, like... Aggressive? Yeah. And didn't understand <laughs> why I was pissed off at her. Okay. For randomly, aggressively spitting in my face. But yeah, so you fell out pretty badly. So yeah, it wasn't great. Didn't uh didn't come back from that one. Yeah. Um and then this year I'm now with my like my my group. Like, yeah. I found Your gang. my life. I yeah. Found my people. Good. And I'm very happy this year. Keep your circle small. Yes. Is the advice I'd have. Avoid the posh people. Yeah. I mean <laughs> Avoid you, the posh You say stories. that. You say that, right? So um <laughs> because it's funny because when I'm at uni, obviously I'm surrounded by a lot of people from Birmingham, Wales, yeah. London. They think I'm the poshest person there. So wow. my <laughs> accent to them is yeah. posh. Like there a lot of people from London will be like, You're fucking posh. Like, where are you from? Like, you must be from like yeah. Like they Chelsea. Yeah, and they think I'm like quite posh. And I think it's weird because I think to me I don't really have an accent. But mm. to them obviously their accent is quite strong, so they'll be like a bit of a geezer you or are. proper Welsh. Yeah. Um But yeah, I think um that's funny that you say that. Um So you were at Oxford, what made you go to Oxford? So I was meant to go to Oxford, Oxford, to do fine arts. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I, my whole so University of Oxford. Yeah. Um, I had applied to many unis to do fine art because I was like, oh, everyone's going to uni. Let's go to uni. Otherwise, I'll be in my mum's care home forever. Mm. Um, so I did all my application, did all my portfolio, all my interviews and that. And then it got to like two weeks before the UCAS deadline and I was like I got all my offers I really don't want to do this Shit. and by yeah. that time I was like working more with my mum and doing more like I was becoming more of a senior role and was doing more like medication dressings all of that lot so I was getting more interested in like the human body and caring for people mm. and my sister is a mental health nurse and she was at Brooks at the time oh wow so she was talking to me about the course and I'd already fallen in love with Oxford from going there. Yeah. So I was like, okay, sweet, we'll go to Brooks and yeah. nursing. What was the transition like from being, I'm interested to know, obviously sort of almost on the brink of going to Oxford, yeah. which is probably, I think it's ranked the best university in the world, or not, if not one of them. And this is no disrespect for Oxford Brooks, I've just realised. Brooks, not Brooks. Uh, where thick people go. No, it no, because I go to Bath. <laughs> it was where stupid people go, though. Okay, so <laughs> it's funny you say that because my ex goes there. So I'm not going <laughs> to talk about that, and I've talked about that quite a lot. Um, <laughs> so, but obviously, I go to Bath Bar, so it's a similar yeah. thing. So there's Uni of Bath and there's Bath Bar. But what was the transition like going from one sort of like, obviously, you uh, didn't go, but downgrading. The, in your head, it must have been a, like a switch of, was it a switch so, of mentality or? Um, I don't know. I think I was a bit cocky in myself like I did I did crap at DCSEs because I didn't try mm. I didn't ever go to school and then A levels I so actually hard. did them and yeah. got good grades so I think I went into uni feeling a bit cocky about my academic level 
and then had to write an academic essay for the first time. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. I, I actually have no idea what I'm doing, and that probably brought me tumbling back down to earth. To earth, like, yeah. Christ, I didn't go to all Do you think you needed that? Definitely needed that. Mm. I think I was riding on a bit of a high and was like, I actually don't know how to revise or yeah. work properly. Yeah. So that was a bit of a shock to the system. Because I think... Um, just to relate back to the mental health thing, I've seen a documentary actually from the BBC did. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen it, and it's about student a student who committed suicide, and he went to University of Oxford. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember them saying quite a lot that he really struggled with the pressure. There's a lot of pressure That's there, and if you go to Oxford, you go to Oxford. There's a there's a responsibility that comes with that. Yeah. And it's yeah. very much a competition because you've got these students who were all top of their class in every single class. They've never been they were always top of the class. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're put into university in these classes where everyone else is top of the class. Yeah. And they're not used to being average. I can imagine that's a very toxic environment. Massively toxic. To be in. Yeah. So do you think that do you think for your mental health that's a good thing that you didn't go there? Mm, yeah, most definitely. Also, like I think it would have ruined my love for art because I would have been forced into doing things and been worrying too much about deadlines and making sure I have a piece of work ready or writing essays about art, which I'm not even that interested in. So I was yeah. like, right, yeah, that's much a, better. Yeah, so, so win there, really. now an escape for my mental health. Good. Which is very good. Which we'll get on to. Yeah. Uh, about that. <laughs> Eventually. Yeah, so, right, now, talk to me about, if you want to, obviously. <laughs> you don't have to talk about, obviously we said, you don't have to talk about anything you don't want to, but talk to me about where you feel your... Uh, mental health began so where if you if you were to sort of I know it's quite a big question yeah but sort of give us a vague idea and understanding of like uh, yeah yeah timeline I guess yeah um I think from the age of 12 or 13 or 11 maybe actually okay so I was young early secondary school yeah pretty much like year seven yeah I was very aware that I was not the same as my friends like just in my motivation, my energy levels, and just like, they all wanted to go out and socialize. And I was just like, I just wanna be in bed. Yeah. I'd much rather be in bed all by myself. <laughs> like, yeah. it sounds so sad. It's like an 11 year old, everyone's like knocking on your door. Yeah. And like, oh, do you wanna come out and play? And I'm like, I really can't be arsed. Did you, yeah, that's a very Gloucestershire there. Um, can't be arsed. <laughs> oh, um, so, do you think you knew at that point? Were you, do you think you were quite, um, obviously that's quite young to sort of, and like for someone to know. I was a bit hyper aware. Like no one in my family at that point had, it wasn't really a thing at my age that, at no. that time. Like that wasn't. I wouldn't have known, no. no. Depression wasn't really spoken about. That was. No, yeah. I don't think I'd even ever heard of it. But I knew in myself that something was wrong with me and something wasn't quite right, but I just kind of like swept under the carpet and just kept going until mm. I was like uh, 15. Yeah. And then I had something happened that I won't go into. Yeah, but of course. I had my first ever counselling sessions, yeah. which I absolutely hated. Really? I hated it. Talk to me about that. Why, so why, did, why was it that you hated it so much, do you think? Um, so I think I wanted to use counselling as a way of processing what happened to me. Yeah. Like something that had happened to, happen to me. And my counsellor didn't want me to talk about it. Okay. And I felt it was like a brick wall was put up. And I was like, well, I've spent all these years keeping this inside of me. And now I'm finally ready to talk about it and want to... And you don't want to hear. It. And you're telling me, let's leave that for now. We'll mm. talk about coping strategies. 
And yeah. by this time, like mental health and anxiety were much more yeah spoken about. Spoken do you think? about yeah. and like was all over the internet and everything. So I googled these coping strategies and all of these breathing techniques and like CBT things. Mm. So she was literally just sat me on her sofa and was like, right, breathe in, feel the breathe floor in. on yeah. your feet, yeah. tense your muscles mm. and relax your Which, muscles. That kind of stuff can work, but I think it. I mean, it can obviously. Do you think it just wasn't what you needed at the time? In the moment to do that. Do you think it wasn't it wasn't what you needed at the time? Definitely not what I I think I was ready to pour out my mm. emotions and have a proper like vent. Yeah. And she didn't want that, and I was pay- like my I was very aware that my mum was paying for it. Yeah. And counselling is expensive to be privately mm. counselled. Yeah. It's like sixty pounds for an hour. Yeah. Uh, it was. Yeah, not well. it's not I think cheap. I did five sessions just to, I was like, right, I'm at counselling, I should be feeling better, like, this is what everyone does, and it just didn't work, so I stopped. Not at all, really, yeah. yeah. I think there are different types of counselling, obviously you can go to counselling like CBT, yeah. or you can go to, like, counsellor and just to talk. Yeah. I think there's different, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but it sounded like you needed someone to just to talk to, just yeah, to sort of like, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, especially at that age, it's difficult because you like, really have your friends to talk to exactly yeah. yeah whereas now it's more you can vent to your friends and they'd listen yeah because it's like a tight circle and they they respect you and they know you and they're more mature mentally so yeah. they know what to sort of like say almost a little bit um, but etty i was just going to ask you yeah quickly obviously you struggled with your depression yes. as well throughout your life when was it the you sort of was there any similarities in sort of age or no not no no it just creeped in <laughs> okay just a bit later so, in like, like if I think back, it could have been when I was younger, but I have no okay. idea. All right, so you can't, you find it quite hard to pinpoint. Yeah, yeah, really hard. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's quite interesting. It is, yeah. So I think obviously when I say like um, being a student with mental health, obviously yeah. I'm in my head I'm referring to more university. Yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't I should, that's a bit naive of me in a way because you've been a student since you were four or five, yeah. really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think obviously. Um, yeah, I think it's, when you're a student at university, it can be really difficult, which we'll get onto in a yeah. minute. Um, but yeah, you said you were sort of 15 when you sort of really started to... Did, what were your parents, what, what was your mum sort of like when... Um, so basically, this thing that happened to me, I yeah. eventually blurted out and told my mum like 10 years after it happened and no one else knew about it. She knew she was falling under secrecy. So I think it. I was more aware of how it would affect her rather than affecting me because I dealt with it for so many years I was used to it so it was more I was more focused on my mum than myself mm. um but she I mean she works in care she's a smart lady she yeah. knows about healthcare and stuff she doesn't strike like, me as a, a non-educated lady yeah she knows what depression is like she kn- she's not like oh you're just sad yeah you're just having a bad day yeah luckily she's not one of those which so. etty can relate to that's not a good thing to say to someone who's <laughs> not really no no well, really no. it doesn't help but i think yeah. it, it's important yeah. to, to be to be understood to un- yeah. well also to understand that other people don't know and that's why we're doing things like this mm-hmm. because to, to talk about it is to be able to give an understanding to people who may not know yeah you sort of assume no you not that you assume that people would know but yeah i think you'd hope no, no, but I, I mean, I think, like we were saying, when we were younger, we haven't been brought up. Yeah. You know, we all know what a cold is, but we don't know what... Depression is, yeah. or an anxiety, a panic attack is, yeah. or... So, yeah. And not, well, obviously a cold is more common, but, you know... Well, you say that, but a panic attack for me is a yeah, common... Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. more common than a cold. It's just not... It's just, you know, 
but yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously that's another reason why we do the podcast is to to talk about this kind of thing because yeah. we want it to be you know normal. We want other people to to feel like they they can listen to this and be like, actually, you know, I can speak like this. It's not yeah. I'm not the only person. Yeah, they're this. not not just celebrities either coming out and stuff like that. Yeah, just just, just, just yeah, the general yeah. public. Um, school with. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Obviously, I went to school with you, yeah. but I didn't know no. you. No. Uh, you were a year above, so I think I was probably like, oh, <laughs> to go on the year above, oh my God. <laughs> I was probably like, <laughs> I was a bit of a loser back in school, can't lie. You definitely were. 100% I was. You were one of the, like, it guys. No, I was not. He was. No. Save this for after the podcast. Okay, all right. Um, you can flirt later. Yeah. <laughs> so, bring it back to university, because that's yeah. what I want to talk to you about. Yeah, and I, actually, I don't want to, like, disclude you obviously you haven't been to university but you can relate to some of the yeah, things I that think, um, I feel like <laughs> I've had your university experience almost yeah like you've been home most of it and we've been working together yeah so I want to talk about like I've been a student for university yeah so I, exactly you've been a student just not a university yeah. student so obviously I want to just talk to you about like like coping mechanisms that you need like what talk to, tell me about like uh, was there a period at university where it was really bad or uh, was yeah. there a specific time <laughs> So I, I was aware that I had depression and I just kind of just muddled along with it and just thought, oh well, that's just one of those things. Mm. This is my new normal. I was so used to it. Um, and then about four months ago, I literally couldn't get out of bed for about a week and stayed in bed in my uni house, locked my door and wouldn't answer to any knocks on my door, wouldn't go on my phone, like, yeah. wouldn't answer any messages and just did nothing for a week. And I was like... Oh, would you do that like period was it would you do like week at a time and would you then so like i say for our example after a week would it yeah. sort of like you'd feel a little bit more confident better and then it would i've sort of... never had a week before i've had like a day here and there okay i've never had consecutive days where i've been like stuck mm. yeah i have days like that but then the day after is almost like goes back up yeah so, so explain to me this doesn't like an interview now because i'm talking i'm across <laughs> yeah, the other side of you but i want to i'm i want to know I want to be educated on how it feels when you say stuck in your bed. What yeah. what does that mean? What what do you mean stuck in your bed? Like, because to me, like I'm someone who is really hyperactive in yeah. in because it, it might be anxiety. Trait, I don't know, but I'm like Etty will know this better than anyone. Yeah. I'm like up out out. Why are you so slow? Come on, let's do this. Let's do this. So when someone says I'm stuck in bed, I'm like yeah. you're not stuck in bed, are you? You're just being lazy. But it's not the case, um, and that's what I want. Explain now. <laughs> so yeah, Amelia, start, start with start with you. I'll start with you. Yeah. What what is stuck in bed? What would you what what is that feeling like? Uh, so I used to tell myself off and be like, you're just being so lazy. Oh my God, get out of bed. I used to do that. I all do the that. time. Yeah. I still do it. Do and I'm like, you're pathetic. Get out of bed. Like your desk is two, like, two feet away. Mm. Go sit at your desk. And I'll be, I can see my yeah. desk and my chair with my laptop there, ready to do some work. Mm. Or just like to even sit there and watch Netflix. Yeah. Like to even get out of bed. And it just seems unreachable. Fuck. Yeah, so similar to me. So is it like a... Because I'm trying to educate myself in this aspect because mm. I think it's important for, as well, me and Etty's relationship is in, is in business as well because and I think I would wow. say it's got better recently, personally. Not not, not our relationship as friends, but I'm saying like... Because we, right. we run a business. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Okay. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think it's... Because there are often times where I think, why is Etty being so slow? Like, mm. it does get to me. It's annoying. Yeah. But... I have yeah, to then bring myself back down. Yeah. It's annoying That's, for us as well. Is it like a physical, do you yeah, feel, I feel heavy? I feel like I've got uh, feel stuck. tons of stones and I don't want to say bricks. 
cringing out that tons and tons of stones inside me. So you just feel like it's physically like in, in it my hurts. chest. It's yeah, like your chest. It's like you've got a strap over your chest. Yeah. And like I can't, I don't even sit up in bed. I stay led in bed with my duvet like up over my shoulder, like on my face. Mm. Like I am in bed. Wow. Yeah. That's intense. <laughs> okay, so like that, like because I because like I said, I don't. It doesn't. That's not something I would have ever experienced. So it's quite interesting to hear that. Like, cause I think a lot of other people will be in my boat where they think they're just like, just yeah, just get out, just get out. But it's not that easy, yeah, like, is it? I won't even be comfortable. Yeah, so like, it's not like I'm. Comfortable can you just not get comfortable? I'm not comfortable. I'm no. aware that like my bum and my back and my shoulders are hurting. Like you're awake. I like roll side to side. Yeah, yeah, I have. You're constantly changing your position. Like you're not having a nice time in bed all day mm. you're aware you're uncomfortable you're aware you really need to go to the toilet but also your friends are downstairs in the kitchen and you don't want to see them mm. and your toilet's that that way so you're just yeah. going to be uncomfortable for a bit longer until you hear them go well there you go and hold it in yeah that's just, that seems logical to me yeah. but so to, to go back to you um yeah. thank you for explaining that to me like, like kind of that's like, actually I, really nice to hear someone else. um so um to go back to uni, uni obviously, we, was it first year that it was go, was this going on, or was it more into second year? Or uh, so, this bad period has mm. been this year, like oh. re- really recently. Oh, okay, okay, wow, <laughs> like, yeah. It got so bad where I was like, right, this is ridiculous. You've had three different types of counselling, three different sessions of counselling, and you're you're now getting worse Mm. which we don't want you're not functioning as a human you're not functioning as a student you're sacrificing your degree when you can be on medication and see if that will help you i was gonna try that i was gonna go on to that have you ever been on medication yourself i this is the first time i've ever been on medication really in all those years yeah first time i've ever why actually no so i went to my gp once didn't they give you surgery no so I went to my GP when I was Happy pills. Fifteen. Had a breakdown in my GP surgery and yeah. was like venting everything to my GP. Basically didn't have my counsellor to vent to, so I went to my GP. Yeah. And he he gave me a post it note with a website on. Yeah. I do that. A leaf or a leaflet. Yeah. Like, read this. Like, okay, um I don't really isn't that your job? <laughs> I think that's your job to do that and then tell me where to go because yeah. But yeah, so, so you... that was my experience. So I just thought that was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not depressed enough to yeah, have medication. Yeah. I'm not like unwell enough. So I'm not, I'm not deserving of medication. Like I should be able to get myself out of this feeling. Mm. Um, yeah, and then four months ago, after this week in bed, I literally sat up in bed, and luckily, my basically, I have a fear of talking to people on phones. Oh um, my god, me too. I hate. So do I. <laughs> I don't even answer the phone sometimes to Dylan. So, you do that all the time. Is that why? No, it's not all the time. I feel, I, I feel like no, you no, look no, at me and go, I can't really be no, asked. No, no. no. <laughs> there have been times, and like I'm, I'm terrified of ringing people. Is the... it's when the doctor, even me? When the doctor, sometimes when the doctor rings, like yeah, I haven't answered it half the time because it's an no. unknown. No- oh my god. Oh, unknown numbers, no chance. Yeah, you got no. See, chance. that's and interesting. That's the, thing, the doctors always ring you on unknown numbers. Yep. And I feel they I know get them in once my head week. that it's going to be my doctor yeah. because they plan to ring me. But I see that on my phone. I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to speak on the phone. See, that's funny because if, if some random person calls me and asks if I've had a car accident, I'll just talk to them, yeah, for, just for the band. So I'll just sit there and be like, yeah, actually, I think I have had a car accident, actually. I think, yeah, so my back's really sore still. I'll just talk to them, even though, yeah. but obviously I can understand, like, obviously, I know you're not very good at phoning people. That's not- No, you know, see, with yeah. George and stuff at the start of making our business, 
Like, I was really. Oh, the best at it. it no, is, it, is, it, is it? I think. Yeah, well, no, it's not that I'm not good at it. Like, yeah, but well, I think there's a difference between being like obviously you spoke about like, actually being scared of it. Yeah. yeah. And like for me, it was just practice. I literally freeze. Yeah. Like, I can't. I'll literally look at my phone and just see that person's name on my. I'm gonna phone. ring you all the time just to make you used to it now. <laughs> but like, hello, hi. <laughs> the only person that I will answer every time: my mum, my sister, my two brothers. I don't even answer to my mum. Do you not? I answer to Dylan quite often, but I'm I ring you all the time. Literally, I, if you go down my my calls list, it's like it's like you, you, same. you, mum, you, 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 mum, you, you, you. Literally, so. Same, same, same. same. Um, but yeah, no, that's interesting <laughs> to hear. That it's interesting to hear that both of you felt yeah, feel that's like that. Yeah, actually really interesting. I didn't I, know that. I, I always thought there was just me being like pathetic. Well, it's like the same headspace of like just get out of bed. Like yeah. just make the phone call. Just yeah, just 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 answer. Just ring the take. Like honestly, I had to get my sister to ring a takeaway for me because yeah, in Stroud, when you can't have deliveries, when you live out in the middle of nowhere, and delivery isn't a thing. No. Mm. Oh yeah, delivery needs to be a thing in Stroud. <laughs> needs to be. Um, uh, the press people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All on the app. All on the app. <laughs> like I had to beg my sister to ring yeah, the takeaway yeah. for me. I wanted a takeaway, but I couldn't ring. I can make myself ring. Yeah, I get my mother to go and stuff. Like yeah. That. Well, it's interesting to hear because... We get Dylan to ring up for the pizza when we order. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that's it. I hope... <laughs> if I wonder if anyone else is listening that has the same thing. I would hope Let so. us know. <laughs> that's crazy, yeah. No, great. Thanks for telling... Thanks for like... That's very interesting to find that out, actually. But I think... A lot of people are like, I, I don't love doing it, to yeah. be honest. I think it's a confidence thing. Like, uh, I've got better at it. That's the problem, though. That's what I think in my head. Like, I'd be like, you know, everyone doesn't like it. Mm. Everyone and that, yeah, you can continue. But. but it's a similar thing with like when, when I hear someone going like, like I'm, I get really, I'm really anxious to fly. Like I really yeah. I get loads yeah. of anxiety. So like it's not, you're not, you don't have anxiety. You're just nervous to fly. Like some yeah. people just don't like, just because you don't like flying, for example. Yeah. That's just an example. Doesn't mean you don't, like mm. it doesn't mean you have anxiety. I think it's a yeah. different thing. So like, quite often when people say things like that, oh, it, it doesn't offend me because like, I understand they're, what they're trying to say. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, you're not actually, you don't actually have anxiety, do you? It's like when someone yeah, going, someone says, I'm depressed. Oh, I'm well, sad. Oh, that makes me so yeah. depressed. It's like, no, it doesn't. Yeah. You've no idea. Have you yeah. been in bed for a week? Well, it's like with George, same thing, because obviously he has OCD. Uh, yeah. So good people are like, I'm so OCD about this. It's like, to yeah, him, that triggers him because he's like, <laughs> he's like, you're not OCD, which is true because they're not. Yeah. They just, they just want to organise something. Yeah, yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah, but yeah, so. Go, to go back to your university experience, yeah. um, when you say, obviously you struggle phoning people, Yes. <laughs> do you also struggle talking to people like about your anxiety? Say for example, like, uh, did you, did, is that something, your depression, you, did you struggle sort of opening up, do you think? I've never spoken about having... Oh, wow. So no one actually knows that none of my close friends know that I'm on medication or no I've way. been for this amount of years like no one actually knows this and you're here telling us that that's yeah. big oh, that, that is I'm I, shocked I don't, I don't I'm not a person that will bring up something mm. to be like oh by the way guys I'm no, on it's, medication no it's a very awkward thing to bring up it's like if it doesn't come up I'm not going to bring you, it up a quick question to lead on from that do you yeah. wish they would bring it up do you wish your friends no. would ask you don't no okay. I wouldn't want someone to notice and be like are you alright because that's interesting because a lot be of people would there's a lot of people that like for me for example yeah. I would rather people ask because yeah. I want to tell them but I don't want to be the one to have to which to is because I feel like I just bore people yeah. so like when I'm talking to people that maybe don't know about what it feels like they don't they don't really understand which yeah. is fair but like some people will just because they don't really understand that I'm like, oh, okay they're just a bit anxious like yeah. it, it's a it's difficult so I think it would be it's it would be good for more people to approach me and say 
like can you talk to me a bit about this how, how is he because is this people you don't know or your close friends well no because my close friends know like I've, I'm quite pretty open with it yeah I, I, I have been pretty um, I think it's the thing is with my anxiety it's easier to explain mm-hmm. than a, for example because when from what I've learned from Etty his experiences it's like because well, when we did this thing where we at the beginning of white we wrote down our stories and, yeah. and yeah. Ed, you couldn't describe it because there's it's like yeah, yeah. it was almost like you're like I don't know why this is happening. Yeah, there's no, there's yeah, no yeah, reason yeah, for it. Yeah, Whereas yeah, yeah. with me, I can go. I had serious operations when I was yeah, younger. PTSD. I don't like this. I don't like this. Yeah. Makes me anxious. Yeah. There's like a personality. But with you, with that depression, it's, it, it seems to be this sort of like, yeah. And and, and, like, and, yeah. and everyone's like, why? And you're like, I have no idea. Yeah, I have yeah. no Just idea. That's why it's so hard to go to the doctors and explain mm. it because. Mm. But that must be really difficult yeah. to talk to you about friends, to friends and stuff. Yeah. Um, what about your I, university? Have they been? Have you? You haven't really. No one knows. Uh, okay. Wow. So you're quite like. Uh, I'm. I in like in all aspects of life. I'm a very private person. Well, that's completely fair enough. Very, very private person. So unless someone, but then if someone asks me a question, I'll tell them everything. Like I'm not. Yeah. I'm more than happy to tell my most embarrassing stories if anyone asks me well there you oh, go I'd love to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> maybe we'll save that after the podcast <laughs> no but that's that's crazy that you're here talking to us about it yeah. but you don't I really it's very different because like I don't I know you guys but I don't you really don't know. know you I've guys so like no. yeah like I've met you a few times but not properly no yeah. not enough to talk about no like notice my do you think it, do you think it's, it's easier so much easier to come here and talk to us because you know what we have spoken about before if that yeah, makes sense definitely. okay I that's good them, so oh there you go I this is a this is a great <laughs> example to anyone listening who doesn't listen to the rest of them <laughs> this is an example of someone who has so please go and listen to the rest of them um, yeah. but yeah no that's really interesting um, yeah. so that's sort of like your university experience it's yeah. kind of you said that recently has been quite bad. Yeah. Um, what about Freshers' Week? Did it, was it was were you sort? I of, loved Freshers' Week. Yeah. I had the time of my life in Freshers' Week. There you go. So did I. I loved it. Has, so has much. anything happened recently that's triggered? No, nothing. Yeah, that's fair. Nothing like. But like a doctor would say to me. Yeah. Like I'm oh, so unless you know what happened, but yeah. But you, but you can't explain, so can you? Really? Yeah, yeah. What are you supposed to say to that? So obviously now I live in Oxford. I moved my GP to Oxford, and they're yeah. a bit more technology advanced mm-hmm. so you can fill out a form online and it has like options like what symptoms are you experiencing so I put depression and then you just put your name your birthday and your phone number and they rang me back and did you had, answer I did Great. yes after it rang about come on I was very much contemplating not answering it um and then I had the loveliest GP in the world and I think the fact it was on the phone I wasn't face to face with someone was so much easier because mm. I couldn't see their facial expressions or feel like I had to justify myself to them. That's good. Because that's what I felt like I didn't do the first time around. Well, yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, but yeah, no, that's really good. I think some GPs just don't really want to know, do they? No. Like my no, university yeah. GP didn't, didn't, they were just like, did she get me beta blockers? She was like, oh, I'll yeah. just give you these. And I was like, I don't really, cause she was, and then she was like, don't exercise on the day you take them. I was like, well, that's not going to work because I exercise <laughs> every day. And then she was like, uh, and it may make you feel like this. Like, I think she was like, may make you feel a bit sick. And I was like, yeah. I'm afraid of being sick, so that's not going to work. And she was like, it may make you feel dizzy. I was like, I really don't like being out of control, so that's not going to work. She's like, well, here you go. She just gave me them. I never took one. Never took, because I was like, there's no point. What's the point in this? It's not going to help. Uh, obviously, I've been on sertraline, which I've been on quite a low dose, so I wouldn't say that I've like had any. It, it does help. It helps. Well, I'll tell you what it helps for me briefly is that because obviously it's not an, it's an antidepressant not an anti-anxiety yeah. tablet but what helps with me is a more positive mood so like if i have a panic attack 
I used to be really low after. So like I'd feel really shit about myself and like like be kicking myself. Why why is that happening? Like you've let it happen again, blah blah blah. Whereas now it'll happen, I'll be like, that just happened. You yeah. know, it's fine. I'm a bit more positive, I think, which is good. So it's like a it's a different outlook. Did you have any side effects from searching? No, I didn't. Did you no, not? not one. Did you have you had side effects? Yeah, I haven't I didn't I I think I have, but I just don't notice them. I just feel That's like so I'm lovely. Like, have you? I had so sorry, I started taking these four months ago, started on a really low dose of sertraline. What was the low dose from if you want me to ask? Twenty five okay. milligrams yeah. for a week and then went up to fifty. But I had to be on twenty five for two weeks because my side effects were horrible. One a day, was it? Yeah, one yeah. a day. My side effects were horrendous. Like I really was contempl- I was like, this is making me feel worse than mm. my depression was yeah. making me feel. Is this worth it? Like, have I done the wrong thing? Am I not depressed enough for these tablets to work? But quite often that happens where you you have a low before you have a high. If yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. yeah, yeah. And what are you on now? If you don't mind me asking. I'm on fifty milligrams. Same snap. But fifty milligrams is quite low still, isn't it? It is low. Yeah, I think you can go so up. for me, that like I said that to my mum, I'm on one every other day now because I'm starting oh. starting to come off of it because I don't feel oh, like I really. Yeah. Yeah, don't just stop. My, that's what my mum said. I was like, I don't need this anymore. She was like, yeah. I think she, she's not a nurse or a doctor. She was like, okay, I think it's best for you to sort of slowly come oh, off yes. them. You definitely have to. I mean, I've had, not gonna lie, I've had days where I've like had two days and I haven't had one mm-hmm. and it hasn't affected me at all. But I think that's because it's not, for me, it's an anxiety thing and it's yeah. not an anxiety tablet, is it? So yeah. it's not going to yeah. make me have really a bad anxiety attacks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's great. So we talk about that. Um, and then I think we'll go for a quick break because I need the loo. Uh, and I'll get another drink and then we'll come back when we come back we're going to talk about daddy issues <laughs> and <laughs> and everything that comes with uh, daddy issues uh, so stay tuned thank you we all know that life can get hectic but if you live in the second you exist in the present and that's how you stay connected to good times and hardships if you learn to just accept it and know that every struggle in life is there to teach you a lesson yeah right we're back depression daddy issues we're talking about let's start do you want to start with you or do you want to start with me? <laughs> no, I'm joking. We'll just talk about, so we're going to talk about, we've had sort of similar experiences with our father figures yes. in our life. Obviously we won't go too deep into it because I don't want to get too emotional on this Friday evening. Um, but yeah, do you want to sort of touch on... Touch on my daddy issue. Yeah, touch, touch on it. I mean, t- what, what, you know, talk to us, what's happened? What, what, what did happen and what hasn't happened, that makes sense. Uh, so basically my dad is an alcoholic but denies that he's an alcoholic, left us at four. When you were four. I, I was four, my, my siblings are older than me, I'm the youngest. Mm. Um, he left at four and then that was about it. I haven't really seen him since. I haven't really had any contact with him. Oh well, still to this day. So to say, yeah, he still to this day completely denies that he's an alcoholic despite spending all of his money and time in a pub. And how does that make you feel? Uh, depends on the day. <laughs> uh, angry? Yeah, was very much angry. And I don't know, when my friends would bring up like, oh, my parents or oh, my dad's doing this, I was like, I didn't really know how mm. to act around my friend's dads because I didn't have a dad. Like, I was four. I don't really remember no. a dad. So I was like, I didn't know how to talk to old guys. <laughs> I literally didn't. I was like... Would you want to talk to <laughs> old guys? <laughs> <laughs> but, like, my friends would be so comfortable with, like, hug their dads and, like, go and jump on their dads and hug and kiss them. And I'd be like, this you, is, is so strange. Foreign, like, yeah. this is so weird. Mm. I didn't get it at all. Mm. But I don't know. I think I've now decided, in the past few years, I've decided to not allow him to have any energy mm. like any effect on my life anymore and not affect my mood anymore and it's been much better i was going to say 
how do you think that's affected you growing up as a person? Do you think it has? If, if, if not at all, um, it might not at all. But I, I mean, I wouldn't know. I suppose. That's, that's yeah. all I know. Have you, is, there a, is there a specific time um, you've spoken when people talk about their dads and parents? Yeah, I've is, just sat quietly. Is there other, any other times that you sort of noticed it particularly? Or like felt like you um, might have needed a dad in, in that situation? So the, the biggest thing, the most thing that I was most angry about was the fact that he left my mum to raise four kids mm. by herself and she mm. was a single mum working, well, like trying to pay for four children. Yeah. That Legend. was the thing that I got the most angry about was yeah, money. Fine. Yeah. Because you feel like... I'm watching my mum struggle. Yeah. And knowing he could help. Yeah. So you haven't... When was the last time you spoke to him? Um, he sent me a birthday text four days after my birthday. Okay, so that's about it. Is that sort of the extent of the conversation? Yeah, oh yeah. Okay, literally. right. So it's quite... There's non-existent, really. Yeah. Okay, so it's, it's quite... It's interesting to say that you hear that you sort of like... Not let it affect your mood anymore. Yeah. Which is good. That's really good. Um, with alcohol... Yeah. Because obviously we, I'll talk about my uh, alcohol mm. experience, which isn't very minimal. But did it change your mood on alcohol at all? Obviously, you were quite young, weren't you? So um, maybe. I think I don't honestly don't think it's ever had an effect on my opinion of alcohol for myself. Mm. I'm very. I feel like I'm very hyper aware of how much and how often other people around me are drinking, but I know my limits and my tolerance. And I know. Like, I don't particularly enjoy the taste of any mm. alcohol, apart from beer. So yeah. it's like, well, there you go. I don't crave alcohol, mm. and I'm, I don't know. I know how to drink That's good. properly. Yeah, so you your boundaries. <laughs> like, really. I'm not worried about drinking alcohol making me turn into him. Mm. Yeah, so that's another thing. I think, obviously, I wanted to sort of speak about, like, the differences between a girl not going out with yeah. that and a guy not going out with yeah. that, because I think that's quite different. Yeah. And obviously, we'll speak about that. Obviously... To you, it was interesting to see that to you is more about your mum struggling. Yeah. You sort of noticed it more. Definitely. Um, it. Whereas for me, I think for a, for a young guy, it's not really, it's not easy to sort of like, there's a lot of things that you miss out on. There's yeah. a lot. So I was, when I, I was 14 when my dad passed away, so it's quite older. I knew what he'd be, he'd been an alcoholic since I was about nine. Yeah. Eight or nine. So he, he had, he had, ironically, he had anxiety and depression, which made him drink. Mm. And then they split up. I didn't really see him had a bad because I hated I hate him. I, I I did. I had this I had this hedge of I was just like, you you're doing this to yourself, you've mm. left my mum, yeah. me and my mum. Yeah. I I don't I don't have a dad, blah blah blah. So I didn't I didn't really want to talk to him, never wanted yeah. to see him. And then obviously he's quite suddenly he passed away and it was not till more recently that I've looked back on it and go, I, I can understand what he was going through yeah. now. So it's, it's it's a little bit but with me with alcohol, I didn't want to touch it. I didn't I didn't drink any alcohol and beverage until I was twenty one and I'm twenty one now, so uh, if that puts it in perspective. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was more of like a, I don't know, I didn't like the smell because I used to come home from primary school. I and, could smell it. And smell it. Yeah. I'd smell it on Red him. wine, I can't go now. Yeah. That's it, like a trigger to yeah. me. I hate red, like, really. I can, vodka was mine. I just cannot go near it. I can't. I, so the smell of it would make me really anxious when I was out in pubs. It, I'd be really anxious. Yeah. It just wasn't really a night. And obviously that, it was, that was shit for me because it stopped me socialising. Yeah. Like, so my friends would drink, especially at the age of like, 15, 16, when you're yeah. going to house parties and stuff, and you're, if people are starting first starting to drink stuff, like for me, I wasn't. So I would never have never included that, and I would get really anxious to have to come home, or I wouldn't yeah. go to things. So it definitely excluded me. I think that was sort of why. But I've got to say, my mum's done an amazing job of raising me by herself. So I, I yeah. think. Power to the mums. Yeah, exactly. And I think I can say pretty confidently that the person I am today is a pretty good 
like yeah. reflections considering that I've only had a mum to grow up with I think that's pretty that's pretty good um, so yeah that's pretty much all we wanted to talk about the daddy issues I think it's interesting with alcohol um, Etty have you ever had any experiences with alcoholics or no no you haven't? Okay. no do you drink not really I didn't really like taste of alcohol to be yeah. honest uh, you found like a textual depression like the next I day. think I feel I think I feel really really sleepy when I drink yeah I don't know if that's because of my medication I'm a sleepy person anyway. <laughs> it's, not, it's probably not the best but, thing to mix with antidepressants, alcohol. Yeah, I mean... Antidepressants, so... Yeah. So it kind of just... I just get really sleepy and just don't have a great time. I think that's all it is. And it's expensive and I'd rather spend my money on nice food than drinks, to be honest. I'd rather <laughs> go out... <laughs> yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather go out for foods with friends than yeah. go out for drinks with friends, I think. I think I've probably hit a stage now at 21 where because I'm only just drinking... Yeah, I will want to go for a drink, and my friends are like so past it. Like, <laughs> You've I, missed I, out. Like, they're like, mate, it's like Wednesday. Like, Chill <laughs> out. And I'm like, let's go for a gin. Like, but the thing is, like, for you, it's just going for one drink. But for them, drinks like drinking, like getting drink. drink. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't mind a drink, but as I say, there's, I'd rather spend my money on other things. To be honest, it just doesn't fuss me. When you have drank. The day after, have you had the anxiety? Anxiety. So I've, only That's been, I've only ever had one oh. slight hangover. Right. Because I've never, I've never drank to get drunk. I've never yeah. drank to get drunk, basically. So this, I've only ever been sort of hungover slightly once, um, and that wasn't very nice. To be honest, I woke up and I was like, I feel rough. Like, <laughs> I drank more than I thought, but I didn't have much. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't actually properly drunk. I was probably just a little bit tipsy. Um, but to me, that's a lot. So the next day, yeah, and I was quite anxious. I didn't really know what was going on, and I worried. And then when I started to think that I maybe drank a little bit much, I then had panic attacks. So I was yeah. like, Fuck, like, I think obviously leading up to kind of the age I am now, it was very much a protector for my mum. I was like, I didn't want to drink yeah. to respect her because she'd been through. I mean, mm. my dad was never a violent drunk, and I don't know what your experiences with that were. He was a violent drunk. Okay, so it's quite different, I think, and that's a that's another thing that. I wanted to ask: Is it when you then experienced his side effects of alcohol, mm. would it then lead to you sort of being a bit cautious around men or guys, or Massively. do you think? Because there was sort Massively. of like a yeah. <laughs> like I was terrified of men. Like mm. as a, like when I was primary school age, I my best friend, her dad, couldn't be in the house if I was really? going to hers after school. He would go sit in the shed. Really? Like, but I didn't. No one really connected it to. My d- it was because of my dad mm. that I hated men. Like my mum would be in Tesco's, fucking which men. sounds awful. I'm <laughs> like, a feminist, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't fuck all men. But um, like my mum would be in Tesco's, and uh, someone she knew would come up and talk to her, and I would hide behind my mum because mm. I just didn't like men. Because mm. all I ever knew of men was, was my dad. Yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. That's completely fair. Enough. I think yeah. Yeah. My now I like, like men. <laughs> Yeah, still feeling the same way but about um I think with my daddy was not like that at all. So yeah. I'm quite I would say I'm lucky and my mum was lucky. I mean not that I saw. I mean my mum may have a different mm. remember I was quite young, so but he was always quite like just he was just sleep, he just pass out. Yeah. So I think that was good in a way, but then mm. it was like it was just quite hard for me to understand. I was a bit like, oh, yeah. what the fuck's gonna because I didn't know what alcohol was when I was eight. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I didn't nine, you don't. Um but that sort of, it definitely kick-started my anxiety for sure, like properly, to a proper yeah. level, uh, which I've spoken about before um, on here and stuff. Oh, that was quite intense. Mm. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that, because that's thank quite, you. Uh, that, it's not an easy thing to talk about for anybody, and I don't find it that easy to talk about. I will, I'll talk about it to people, I'll brief on it, but I don't really want to, it's not a subject I want to go into quite a, that, that much, because 
I don't know, I feel like maybe I just sort of shut it off a little bit or I just don't really go into myself. Yeah, so. but I don't go into myself. I don't know, I feel like I've, I'm so now detached from it and because no one ever knew anything about my dad growing up, like I never spoke of him, that now I'm like, I was going to say, do your friends know much? Do your friends know much now? Kind of, like more so now, but I used to never, they just, I just say, oh, I don't have a dad. Because it's interesting to know that there's quite a lot of people that have, have not had a dad and they would say it's really affected them. Mm. But it sounds like to me and you, from, from, from talking to you now, yeah. that hasn't affected us massively, neither of us. No, I think I'm really lucky that the fact I'm the youngest. I was going to say, do you have older brothers? Yeah, my brothers are, one is 10 years older than me, yeah. one is 8 years older than me. So I basically, my eldest brother was my dad. Mm. Like I've had paternal well, figures in my life. He was a teenager and you, yeah. he would have been a teenager, yeah. yeah. So I'm lucky in having them. Yeah. That's brilliant. So they sort of act like a father figure yeah, in many ways. Yeah, many, many ways. How to them? Yeah. How to the brothers? Come on. Yes. <laughs> right, should we wrap it up there? Yeah. Good. That's good. It's been very good. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for being on. Thank you. I feel like pretty privileged that you've spoke to us. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. First. Yeah. Well, not first first, but like, I, that's really good that you feel comfortable talking to us about that. Do you know what I mean? It's quite, yeah. it's good. So thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for talking. Sorry. Um, we would definitely love to get you back on at some point. If you have another, if you have another breakdown. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but any no. daddy issues. Yeah. Any, yeah. If your dad comes back into your life, <laughs> don't come back and give us an update. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so thank you everybody for listening. Thank you, Etty. Thank you. For coming and thank you for listening to our stories and us blabber on a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, stay tuned for the next episodes. We've got some more coming. Um, the next one, I want to talk about men's mental health and the stigma. Uh, why the stigma? And sort of go into that a little bit and we'll get some guys on who maybe we just ask around. We'll see who, who's what other guys have struggled with. Yeah. Crack open a, a bottle of whiskey, get, uh, get the cigars out now. But um, <laughs> yeah, we'll just talk about why is there a stigma? Um, I think that's, uh, it's always been a big thing with men. Um, and get, get men talking, let's get men talking. Yeah. Uh, which actually reminds me that there is a page, a really great page to follow on Instagram called Let's Get Men Talking, uh, that we've done stuff and we're gonna go live on their Instagram uh, this month, which is October. Uh, so search them up and go and check that out. I believe it's on the 16th of October, but they'll have it on their page, so go and check them out. And we'll be there. We'll be live. Do you mean December? Um, huh? Do you mean December? I meant November. Right. November. 16th of November. Because it's October now. I didn't even notice. Sorry, yeah. So no, thank you for... Uh, so we all got it wrong then. <laughs> so go and check them out. Go and check our Instagram out. It's White UK on Instagram. Um, yeah, thank you for coming. We'll thank leave it there. you. Uh. Bring my drums in, bring my drums in, I bring my drums in, I bring my drums in. Nod your head, come on, I nod your head. I'm gonna do me, check it, yo. We all know that life can get hectic, but if you live in the second, you exist in the present.